today here on Bearcat Rewind, talking with longtime Northwest Missouri State University team doctor, Dr. Patrick Carr. Of course, uh, grew up in Maryville, went to Horace Mann up into high school, back when Horace Mann had high school, then went on to Maryville, started at Northwest, went on to Mizzou to, of course, kind of take care of the medical side of things, practiced around a little bit, but right back here in your hometown, kind of going through all that, uh, Dr. Harden, there's a lot of different things we could touch on along the way. Before we started, you mentioned there's no place else you'd rather be. We're hit, sitting here in an empty Bearcat arena. It'll be the side of the Central Region Tournament coming up here on Saturday, and it'll be uh, a pretty crazy crowd through the weekend. But just it's calm, it's serene, everything that you've seen here, and to be back in Maryville. How special is this to kind of think about your career the last 50 years and to be right back here? It's kind of surreal, actually. Uh all the all the things that have happened were not really intended. They just fortunately happened. The success here has just been phenomenal. And to be able to play a small role with the kids and so on, doing things I enjoy, watching sports, I mean, it's dream come true. So the passion side of it and obviously having a love for the town. I mean, all right, I'll be back here, spoof hounds and bearcats and be among people that, that you know and love. But then we factor in the side, too, of everybody loves the winter, so that brings in some more people, and that kind of makes things more exciting because your seasons get a little bit longer. You see some big-time games. Um, but to think about the first-ever national championship for Northwest Athletics with Mel Churchman coming through um, and just how everything is stacked up to now to where powerhouse men's basketball, volleyball, soccer's doing huge things, women's basketball's building up, indoor track and field, I mean, everything kind of snowballing. Could you have imagined that not only would you have one really good program, but everything top to bottom is pretty good right now? It's uh, really exciting. Uh, you know, when I, when I was in school here uh, in college, uh, we were kind of average in most sports and less than average in some others and uh but we did have some success but to see where we are now uh <laughs> it it's kind of like somebody wrote a book and you just it would make a good fiction story <laughs> but when it's non-fiction it's just crazy the success i mean just uh uh, the number of times, uh, consecutive times, I think we're up to 18 or 19 in a row for uh, playoffs in football. Uh, no one else has done that. Uh, basketball, four out of the last five national championships came through Maryville. Um, track, I mean, there was a time when maybe we'd send one or two to nationals. Geez, we sent a whole contingent. I mean, it's just like, wow. And just, just to watch that revolution in sports that didn't replace academics. I mean, all of our teams sport 3.0 plus averages. It's just a perfect blend of academics, community service, athletic excellence, why would anyone want to go anywhere else? How much of that is Northwest Missouri State um, investing in coaches and student athletes and making sure things are done the right way? Uh, and then the other side, too, of 
Maryville truly embracing it, making this want to be a place that will welcome in not only good teams, but high-character kids, which I feel like we see top to bottom here. Well, it's, it's a... Uh... It's a welcome change. I can remember there were there was a time when we had kids that well, just maybe a little questionable. Uh, you wondered if they'd be able to play on Saturday, but uh, overall, the the way the community has come together, uh, you know, winning a championship certainly lights a fire under some people. But uh, when you come to a basketball game. There's a certain number of people that have been there forever. Good seasons in the bad. Same with football. There's a cadre of of uh, fans who have been there when we didn't win a game, or maybe you know four four and six wasn't too bad. One game away from being 500. That was an okay season. Uh, so the the. The love affair with the university and the community certainly took a big jump after the 98 championship. And it's nobody's let up on the gas since. And, uh, I mean, that was evident Sunday at the MIAA tournament. And when you sit in municipal auditorium, and sure, the area behind the bench stack full of Bearcat people, the corner stack full of Bearcat people. You go up to the next tier behind the bench, it's full. And then you look across the court from end to end, all Bearcat fans. I mean, it was like being in Bearcat Arena being played in Kansas City, and it was loud and uh, enthusiastic. And I think, uh, you know, that plays a part in, in how well our athletes do. It is kind of crazy to think about how well Northwest fans travel. I mean, it doesn't matter where in the MIAA, there will be a pocket of alumni that will come at, along with um, certain parents and other supporters who just go to every game as well. They're, they're everywhere at this point. Um, men's basketball. Dive into that a little bit since we are getting set for a region tournament coming up this weekend. What was Ben McCollum like as a player? Do you remember, was, was the intensity the same as a player as he is on the bench? Uh, I think he's always been intense, really. I mean, he just when you look at pictures of him, he has that kind of fire in his eyes. And, uh, you know, he came in as a junior college transfer to a, a fairly decent team. So the amount of time, playing time, that he had probably was less than he would have liked to have had. Didn't have much opportunity, but he made the most of it. But he learned from a very good coach in Coach Tapmeyer. And then when he left to uh, go to Emporia, he Emporia State, why he just honed those skills. And when uh, Tap retired, why for a lot of us, the, the go-to person was Ben McCollum. And uh, I haven't looked back. So he was... Upper twenties at that time, right? He was a, he, he was, was twenty eight, I think. So he, was, so he was a young head coach coming yes, in. Youngest in the conference. You were on Ben McCollum, but was it all in like, hey, he's a Bearcat, let's give him a chance, or was it? We could see some pretty impressive things from from this team. Well, I I think that uh, just the culture he came from, 
here and the accolades he got from being involved with a pretty decent program at Emporia State uh, and being interested, very interested in coming back to Northwest was all we needed really to push that button. Now he has his Bearcats. They're already up to 30 wins once again this year and a chance to uh, continue on as they, we go into the NCAA tournament. For you, you're on the bench every game. You're right there. Uh, Jacob Kaufman's the athletic trainer, but um, if there's anything else needed, you're kind of right there if someone gets hurt to jump in and, and help out. At the end of the bench, though, if Diego Bernard subs out of a game, which doesn't happen a ton, but when he does, he always goes near the end of the bench and sits by you every time. Is there something special there, or is that tradition, or, or does that go back to anything? I don't know. Uh, I sure like it, though. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I know Diego and I have bonded over the last couple of years, working through some of his injuries and so on, and uh, I just, uh, it's just kind of a special relationship. And I don't, maybe he just wants to get away from Mac. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cause he doesn't like coming out of a game. And so I think he comes down there. He knows I'm not going to bend his ear except to pat him on the back, say, keep it up. So maybe that's more the point that he wants to get, get away. But it's, uh, no, it's a, it, it's a fun thing. And the, and the guys that are on the bench, they get up and move down one. So there's a space for uh, Diego to sit down and away we go. That's that's funny, just how things kind of work out. Now that's his his thing. And we don't see him on the bench much, but when he does, he's near the end. He's next to Doctor Har. Whenever you see all these student athletes that come through here, and we've got men's basketball team, women's basketball, um, but everybody top to bottom, you get to know these student athletes, and there is like a genuine um, relationship. They trust you, um, and they just enjoy being around you. You can just tell that when they come up to to interact. How special is that to be a lifelong Bearcat and to still have those inroads with, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids that are coming in, knowing the legend of Dr. Har and and, uh, wanting to build that relationship with you? Well, I'm not so sure about the legend part of it, but, you know, uh, I have always treated these athletes as though they were my own kids right right from the start. And I think that uh, that relationship is such that the kids can come talk to me about anything, whether it's uh, their boyfriend, girlfriend, their issues with other students, other players. Uh, I never know what to expect, but they always know uh, they can have my ear and it's balanced and uh, you know, some of uh, uh, athletes from years past, you know, Clarence Green, I remember doing his freshman sport, uh, football physical. And I, I, I can remember the day that he told me that he wasn't going to play football next year. And I said, Clarence, why? He says, time, time to get a job and take care of my family. And... Uh, he and I uh, were close, and I met Shelly, his wife, and I delivered their four kids. And so that bond has gone on for over two decades. Uh, but I love events where uh, athletes in the past 
they're there. They'll come up and tap me. I'll turn around. I say, God, I ought to know that. I know the face, but let's see. Ooh, you know, sometimes it's hard to, you know, particularly a football player, uh, uh, the lineman, you know, they've lost 50, 60 pounds since they played. And I go, who in the world? Is? And then I, they tell me their name. And I go, my God, how much weight have you lost? <laughs> I mean, they just look totally different. But, uh, no, the the relationships, I think, are part of, well, I think that's kept me alive, actually. You know, the stresses of a 60, 70, sometimes 80-hour week uh, build up. And sports was always a place where I could just hang out, take it easy. You know, if they need me, they need me. If they don't, I can I have the best seat in the house. And uh, so it's uh, that balance between a very busy practice and then being able to relax and do something I truly enjoy. I mean, I'd, I'd rather spend the day at a game, whether it's softball, volleyball, baseball, basketball, any of I'd rather that actually than golf or go fishing. I mean, I enjoy both of those, but not as much as I do being with these kids. Of course, a medical doctor, so there's a broken leg, you're right there, but on top of it too, how much has the mental health side changed where you're right there, lending an ear, offering up a chance just to talk to somebody, you know, you're, you're six hours away from home, you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, you're, you're kind of missing mom and dad, you have a chance to come and talk to a father figure, maybe not something that really thought about at the time, but I feel like the, the mental health side of it kind of plays in a, a role too. It does, and probably more so now than it did 20 years ago. But, uh, again, it's just a matter. The kids know that I'm easy to talk to, and uh, they may not always hear something from me that they expect, but they'll realize that I'm giving it to them straight. And uh, sometimes I tell them, you know, you really need to look at this, this, and this, and soon. Or sometimes it's a matter of just say, you know, this will play out, you know, just do your thing, give it a little time. Uh, you never know. That's what, that's the beauty of the situation. That's what keeps it fun, you know. I've never had, in doing this for 49 years now, I've never had two days the same. Every day is different. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. So do you... Do you- tabulate or keep a calculation of how many games of what sport that you've uh, kept up with well I, I i was pretty good at keeping track uh precisely through football with the high school and in the university and i hit a thousand back 10 or 11 years ago <laughs> a thousand to go about yeah and uh maybe a little longer than that but you know basketball i mean my goodness me uh you know, for the last 10 years, 
last 10 years, you know, I've traveled with basketball. And uh, so when you're doing 30 games a year for two teams, 30 plus, it adds up. And I, I, and, uh, I remember the, when my son was a senior in high school, I was president of my National Medical Association. So I was on the road over 220 days that year hmm. all over the country. But I made every one of his basketball games. And uh, I, I remember in football, he was playing at St. Pius. I was in Chicago for our, our annual conference, but I had Friday night off. And uh, so my wife and I got on a plane, flew to Kansas City, drove down to Pius, watched the game, took him back to the airport, flew back to Chicago for the rest of my meeting. <laughs> so, so, you know. It's sort of unique, kind of crazy, actually, but, you know, that's just kind of the way it was. That's that's dedication. We think about what you do with the Bearcats every single night, but, you know, for your own kids even, and that's the the fun part, too, is you've got kids of your own, but it kind of extends now with, with all these Northwest Missouri State kids that we see roll through here, too, and high school. Um, I think it was early this year or last year, side of Maryville game, get a medical bag with you. How old is that bag? 49 years. Spend every game I've been to. How have you kept that in condition to be able to go? I feel like after five years, the handle will fall off for me to fall apart. Uh, well, I tell you, the lock is not that secure, so sometimes I duct tape it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get another one. I don't want to jinx the streak. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I kids say, "What do you got in that bag?" Well, you know, I probably could do a small operation with everything I carry around, but fortunately, it's mainly just. Uh, stitching up wounds and stuff i mean i've <clears throat> had to had to stitch up kids in funny places underneath the stadium and uh on the bench sometimes i don't like doing that dip younger when i was a little more reckless i think <laughs> i remember sewing up one of our linemen had a laceration over his eyebrow and and uh i said let's go in and sew it up and he said, no let's do it right here and i said well i got a number up for it. it says no 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 we don't have time sew it up and i think i put four <laughs> stitches in really quick kind of regretted that you know but he went back in and played but yeah, I, I try not to do that anymore that's uh, that's an intense situation that's a ben mccollum type of situation <laughs> just stitch me up i'll be fine um so whenever you you got down with mizzou you go to Rochester, New York, the Union at an, at an Air Force base near Miami, correct? Yes. Before coming back, your plane was to get back to Maryville regardless. Right. But does any part of you ever kind of think about, you know, maybe it'd be nice to be back down in Florida or, or elsewhere, you know, leave the tundra that is Maryville in the winter? Well, I've had opportunities, but uh, uh, a good one of my friends from uh, Rochester wanted me to come to his residency program at Duke and uh, help teach in that program, which would have been, I mean, academically, that would have been kind of the epitome of doing things. But at that time, you know, I'd, I'd been in practice like six years, five years, and I just, there weren't enough physicians in Maryville at that point in time. I thought, yeah, that's kind of banding a principle that I started was to come back here. And uh, I, uh, had opportunities to do some sports medicine at other places, but 
you know, Maryville's always been home. I liked it here, and, you know, I might have made more money someplace, but, you know, there's just something about Maryville that, you know, I don't know. If you stab me, I don't know if green blood comes out, but it should. And we know how you could get that sewed up in no time, too, with that medical bag right there. All right, a couple more before I let you go. We think about Northwest Missouri State. We've got Bearcat basketball coming up. How special is this for you to be on these rides for national championships? And, of course, close relationship with Steve Tatmeyer, longtime coach, best Northwest Missouri State basketball coach ever to come through. Then this guy named Ben McComb comes through and breaks every record. But uh, to see the success continue to compound, a chance for three more wins and get back into Evansville, What's this like from your perspective of you're right there on the bench, you're a team doctor? It's like a heart transplant. <laughs> it's like you get a, a new life, a, a, a new beginning. Every season is different. The kids are different. And somehow the magic happens and the outcome is the same. You know, it's, uh, it's fun to watch the transformation of players that come in and, uh, Sometimes when I'm sitting down there with the red shirts, I think, how much, how much is this guy actually going to play? Four years later, you know, they're the center, center of activity. So, I mean, just watching that year by year by year and see how these kids come in, you know, sometimes we have kids that are all state come in and they don't play much sometimes, you know, and that's, that's hard when you're uh, 18 years old or 19 years old, but to watch how they get brought into the fold and mature into the program and listen to coach and do what he says and learn from the older players and just to be able to watch that transformation. You know, it's kind of like he's got a magic wand and <laughs> sprinkles the dust on them and away they go. But just to, to be able at that level and have that relationship with those kids. I mean, it's, well, I call it the elixir of life for me. Yeah. <laughs> Best basketball finish that you've ever seen? Well, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of games, overtime games and so on and over over the years, but probably the most magical in in the last 15 years was the northern state game when we were down forever and not much time left and and got it to overtime and it was a different story uh but probably equally as exciting was jesse shaw hitting a jump shot from the wing to win a playoff game i mean it's it's in that moment, you know, we were at a point where we were had had transformed into a a regional contender, and uh, that was pretty magical too. But hundreds and hundreds of games, it's hard to hard to beat that Northern State game. If Ben McComb as a player played at Steve Tatmeyer as a player. From SEMO, who wins? Well, Tap <laughs> Tap was six five, and so <laughs> and, you know. And I remember watching him play, and I thought, 
good lord you know he kind of lumbered up and down he wasn't a speedster he kind of lumbered up and down the court but he was a work workhorse you know just ben he just flew he just flew so they're two different positions two different characters and so on but both very competitive and i think that's why their teams are successful because they push to get each kid to the best they can they can be two of the greatest we've ever seen in northwest all right this is gonna be the hardest one for you okay got a quick list of some players I'm going to ask if you can give me what you're, who you think maybe one of the top one or two is. I'm going to leave Diego Bernard off since he's still active. Mm-hmm. Jumping Jack McCracken a little before your time. He's before my time. Before your time. You've seen Victor Coleman come through. Yep, I remember Vic very well. You've seen Scott Fleming and Kelvin Parker there in the early 2000s. Then, of course, we've gone through and we've seen Deshaun Cooper, Trevor Hudgens, Justin Pitts. We've seen some pretty good guys roll through this program. If you were to say top one or two guys to come away and I'm probably leaving someone out that I shouldn't are you able to rank those uh I I think they're so close you could put their names in a hat pull one out and you could pretty much get a consensus from the fans uh everybody kind of has their their favorite I mean if you're from if you're from Liberty Missouri hmm, that's not too hard a choice but if you're from Kansas City not too hard a choice if you're from Virginia only one choice that'd be victor you know so uh i don't i don't know it would be impossible for me because they're i mean i had good relationships with all those kids and uh it's each are kind of unique some were scores some weren't uh some were great defenders and uh they don't always get the accolades that they should uh you know you think about kids like uh Matt Wallace, mm-hmm. who usually got the toughest guy on the court to guard, and he was masterful at it. So how do you equate him with Deshaun Cooper, somebody who was scoring? I mean, it just, it's hard, you know, it's hard for me. There's just so many unique qualities to these kids. I'm just saying I'm glad they were Bearcats, and it was a privilege to watch them been a lot of fun you know what we might have one more from liberty who could enter that discussion here in a couple years i think that has been i've i have never seen a freshman play like bennett here anyway ever i think the only i think the last true freshman to play was probably i can't remember if coop redshirted he may have played right from the get-go and kelvin played right from the get-go dr har Appreciate your time. 49 years, so 49, yep. next year's year 50. 50 up, you know. well, be some special stuff good, to come good, around, I'm good sure. Good Lord willing, uh, we'll make 50, and then when 50's over, we'll think about what, what we're going to do next. Well, I appreciate your time. It's always great to see you at the, the arena, the field, anywhere that ball games are going on. I know you're going to be there, and hopefully we've got at least six more left to go this year. I'm planning on it. Well, it's great to have Dr. Pat Haar on with us for today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Much more to come as we go throughout this spring here on Bearcat Rewind. And hopefully a lot more Northwest Missouri State basketball as well. The Bearcats taking on Southern Arkansas this Saturday at 6 o'clock inside Bearcat Arena in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Catch that game on KXCV KRNW with pregame starting at 530. That'll wrap things up for this week's episode. I'm Matt Tritton. Talk to you again next time.